You're tuned in to the biggest balls of them all. That's right. Playing with Balls podcast. We got sports and comedy for that ass. You about to go downtown, bitch, on the only podcast that sports platinum and brunette chicks. That's right. Playing with Balls podcast, you dig? Oh, hey, what's up? Hi. How are you? Nice to hear you. Nice to hear you, too. Um, I'd like to start off just real quick by telling you that in the last segment that we did with Tommy... That I got a yeah. lot of really good feedback on the Dakoff hour. Oh, really? Yeah, a lot of people really liked it. They, like, want to hear it again. And <laughs> I couldn't really think of any other jokes because I just thought about it. But, like, we should do it for next time. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so I figured, like, just to explain, like, what the Dakoff hour is, we should, like, figure out what it is. Because it is, like, it, it did start off as, like, you know, Dak, Prescott, we hate the Cowboys. Like, and I told jokes, like... Dak's performance is so weak towards the end. His new nickname is Liquor Dak or something, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Right. But but also I think that the Dak off could just be like, you know, anything about any other team. Like you could just like rhyme Dak with like all the weird words like whack and crack and hack. But you could also like like I think like a good like Eli Manning face joke would still be fine in there. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, if you keep it at ASCs, I don't think it's like too bad. No, I mean, but like, you know, like, okay, so here's an example. I'm in a Twitter war right now. Well, I was with uh, this one guy who is um, my friend Joe Prano, who's um, the host of the Dirty Sports podcast, and he's from New York, and he hates Philadelphia people. Like, when I first met him, um, well, not when I first met him, when I uh, first did a project with him, he didn't know that I was an Eagles fan. And, like, as soon as it came up, like, his face dropped. And he, like, never looked at me the same because he's, like, one of those people that really hates Philly. <laughs> and he posted something on uh, Twitter the other day. He was, like, he said, Carson Wentz is Houdini. He's an incredible escape artist that is eventually going to die taking a hit, which is stupid. Yeah, that's not really a good joke. It's not. But I wrote back, Joe's just pissed because Ben McAdoo looks like the kind of guy who sympathized with Jared from Subway. Well, he's also probably pissed because the Giants suck. I mean, oh yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, he has to take shots at Philly and the other, you know, people in the NFC East just because his team's just so bad. And then they just lost their other corner for the year, so they're not even going to make any improvements this year, at least. I know Eli Manning like stroke face is like on high, and actually, it's funny because I I I'm in a fantasy football league with Joe, and um, his name, what is his name, um. Odell Black Jesus or something like that. But uh, I called this one guy out for forgetting to set a player and almost letting the worst team in the league win because of it. Because that's kind of stuff pisses me off, you know, like and I'm co-commissioner and I'm like, come on, guys, like you can't do that. And then Joe wrote back and said something like, well, I forgot to set like two of my players because the Giants were on by this week. And with the Giants being one and six so far this season, baseball is just much more interesting. And I, I was like, okay, well. Um, and so I, I said, wrote back to him and just said um, to the league and said, you know, the last time the Eagles only won one game was in 1939. So, like, my grand- grandparents can, like, feel your pain. Like, may they rest in peace. <laughs> All right. Let's be real, though. There's never a time that baseball is more interesting than football. Yeah. I mean, only when your team is one and six. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And like the Phillies winning the World Series, that was great. But the, I mean, it's still that season was awesome. But it still like kind of just went with the Eagles again. Like just because we're such a football town, that you still have to go with 
the Eagles. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think in Philadelphia, you know, not speaking for everybody, but of the four major sports, I mean, football's just embedded in our culture. I think, and but just, so is hockey, so is basketball and baseball. But I mean, the Eagles are just an iconic team, one of the first teams in the league. Um, but I do have to agree with him in one regard that this the World Series has actually been like pretty fucking interesting to watch. Though I've been watching it. Yeah, and I, I've been watching too, just because I'm a sports fan in general. But like the two teams that are in it for like the west coast vibe for the east coast and it's it's kind of like not as entertaining to this i mean i it's like a biased thing i'm not saying it's right or wrong but i i noticed that since it's you know not an east coast team it's not not a lot of people are talking about it as much even though it's probably one of the best world series that it's been i mean last year's was good but this yeah. one's pretty damn good too but last year i i particularly was voting against, rooting against the Cubs only because everybody in L.A. Um, was, like, flying the W flags. And I'm like, where did all these people from Chicago come from? You know, like, everybody was front running. And it was just, like, I wanted to, I don't know. I just, it just made, it turned me, it's not a good reason, but it turned me against the Cubs. But in this case, I actually, you know, I don't really care I didn't really care to start off who won. I just wanted the Yankees to lose, and I wanted the Cubs to lose, so that happened. But yeah. then I decided, wait a minute, I live in L.A. Why wouldn't I not want the Dodgers to win? It's going to be really fun to be in the city where the World Series is won. So then I started rooting for the Dodgers, and also because I like Chase Utley because he was, you know, Phillies. So. <laughs> And not being a bias to either team, it's it's kind of cool to look at as a, like this aspect of it too. Like if it was like the Yankees are in there, I would want them to lose no matter what. But since it's like two teams that like I really could you know honestly like care less about, I just like to be a like a fan of watching two teams and seeing good like a good baseball game. Yeah, I agree, and I think that both teams are like so you know somewhat evenly matched, which is why you know we're seeing it go to Game Seven, which is what you always want to see. You don't want to see a blowout or anything like that. No, I was kind of rooting for Houston to win just because I thought it'd be kind of cool to watch Houston win in, you know, Dodger Stadium. Because either way, it's going to be in Dodger Stadium, whoever wins. So I was trying to hope that, like, Houston can, like, you know, beat all odds and then win that game. Now, I mean, I don't know. It might be the Dodgers when they have so much momentum. Uh, it's going to be – it's definitely – I think it's – isn't it on in, like it's, – it's on, like, 40 minutes. But, yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely intriguing. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it did trump uh... – the f Monday night football. So, I mean, yeah, Sunday night football. So that's Sunday, a thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um but yeah, and 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 it, yeah, so I think it's like a fun game to watch and I'd be happy if the Dodgers won cuz then I'd just go party with people cuz you yeah, know exactly. what, you know. Exactly. Um but going back to the Dak off, so I have some um I had actually some really important people, Tyler, um give me some feedback on uh some of the stuff that we're doing and they also listened to the segment from last week with Joe Conklin and Eleanor that you weren't on. Um right. so I want to play some of the sound bites for you and see if you can guess who they are, okay? Or any commentary that you have. Now, wait, is it is it are you talking about Eleanor or Joe Conklin or is that what I'm doing? No, it's or are you talking about just just like our Philly bro talk in general. Okay. okay. All right, hold on. Just listen. This could backfire because I'm not that technologically uh, advanced in my ways here. Did you hear that? I mean, I, I could barely hear it. It kind of sounded like me, though. Hold on. Let me play it again. You know why? Because I had my volume down. 
Hold on, let's just see what's going on here. All right, I'm gonna try this again, okay? Yeah. Dr. Prescott is whack, P.S. I am a U.S. citizen. <laughs> Did you hear that? Did say Dak Prescott's not a U.S. citizen? It's He said Dak Prescott. You can't understand him because he's foreign. <laughs> Can you, do you know who that was? <laughs> no, I have no idea. All right, well, I'll tell you later. But I have a couple more for you, okay? Um, no, I'm saying, like, is the, are these people just, like, random people that, like, it could be anybody? Yeah, most of them are important people. Um, but oh. yeah, so see if you can guess who they are, okay? Is this like more recent stuff too? Just listen. Just I'm listening. Just go for I got it. You. All right. <laughs> um, so this one was a bit of a misunderstanding. So hold on, I'll play it for you, okay? Uh I love the jacking off segment. And I said he said I love the jacking off segment, and I said it's called Dack Off. And then he said Jacking off is one of my favorite activities. So that was weird feedback, but it was still interesting nonetheless. So at least people are listening, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I have one more. Hold on, let's see. No, I have like two more. You'll know who this is, okay? Ready? Uh-huh. For the record, Jerry Jones and I are not in a relationship. He is my son. Did you hear what he said? Yeah, but it's, like, kind of hard. Every, like, voice kind of sounds similar through the phone. That's what I'm saying. All right, well, here's one more, and see if you can understand, or see if you can guess who this is, okay? Uh, uh Where is it? Oh, man. Uh, it's right here. Oh, yeah, here it is. Okay, ready? Uh, ah, sh Guys, just bear with me here. This is the first time doing this, and I don't know if we'll do it again, but who knows? <laughs> Yeah, it's just hard to understand. Like, I, it, it kind of sounds like the same person, honestly, through the phone. All right, who does this sound like? I am a member of the Angering Goldbirds. <laughs> that was Obama. He's an Eagles fan, by really? the way. Really? Yeah. Again, it doesn't, it, through the phone, it doesn't sound like well, Obama Obama called in, and so did Arnold Schwarzenegger. That was the first one who said, uh... he said, Dak is, he said, Dak is whack, and I'm not, I am a U.S. citizen. <laughs> And then the other ones were just like random people. Oh, and the other one was Bill Clinton, who said uh, jacking off is his favorite activity. So it went really political. With the, well, you know, with the you know, I can't help it. I mean, people are listening to playing with balls. Like, what are you going to do? You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah. So I think for the future, like I said, we'll make the DAC off hour thing. And also people that are listening can comment and we can bring it up on the podcast if it's something cool, because I have the email address set for uh, fans to write in or people to just give us commentary or have questions or have jokes. It's playing wballs at gmail.com. So email that if you want to hear the DAC off hour or if you liked our political segment with the commentary. Um, and then also, you know, just some of the different things that we're doing. Like, like I did last week with Joe when Joe Conklin called in, he did like voices and stuff. And that was really cool. So, T, you should be listening to all the podcast episodes, even if you're not on them. Did he like doing it, too? Did you oh, yeah. He, like doing the segment? Oh, yeah. It was really awesome. Um, he, when I first, when he first uh, called in, he was, uh, he did a Trump impression. And, um, oh, I've heard that one, yeah. Yeah, and then he just did a bunch of other ones, and it was really fun. But we just talked a little bit about, you know, like being a sports comedy person because it's not it doesn't exist uh, that much where you see as many comedians like doing, 
you know, sports related things. So, um, so we were talking about that and then obviously, you know, the Eagles and what he, you know, what he projected. And to be honest, you know, I think he projected the same thing that you and I probably did. And also, uh, what I heard a lot on like 94 WIP, which was that, uh, this was for the Redskins game for Monday Night Football, that the Eagles were going to come back and, you know, have 10 days off, be a little bit cocky, and maybe be struggling a little bit. And it was really nice to see that that was not the case. And it actually further, for me, solidified, you know, this is a team that I don't see a lot of holes, you know. And it's it's always hard to say that because it's – you don't want to jinx it, you know. Right. Now, we do have a little bit of – it's – um. It's because of the death, I think, is the reason why, you know, you don't see as many holes, which is great. I'm just hoping that it, you know, over time, because we just lost Peters, which yeah. really could hurt us in the long run. Um, kind of, ho- We were kind of hoping that we got a uh, tackle before the trade deadline. We didn't do that. Um, so it's a little bit of a question. We have depth there now, not like past years where if we lose like Peters, like our line looks terrible. Well, we lost and Hicks, they- too. What did you say? We lost Hicks, oh, yeah, too. Hicks. Hicks is a – he's like I, – I don't know. Hicks is a great player, but he's like made of glass. He's always hurt. There's <laughs> not, You know, this whole year I felt like he's been hurt, and it's never the same injury either. It's always something different. So, like, losing him I don't think is as big as a loss as Peters was. Yeah, that's funny. I've never heard somebody use the reference made of glass before. Oh, you're made of glass. You're always hurt. Literally, though. It's like literally you touch him and he, like, gets hurt. No matter where you touch him, he gets hurt. It's crazy. Yeah. He was hurt hurt in college. That's why he dropped to the second round, or I think it was third round. Um, And it's, you know, it's still happening this year. I mean, Torres pectoral, the one, you know, one year he's out for the season, like, two years ago and now like he had one like year last year that it was like almost you know it showed his talent off but now again he's hurt like almost every single game he's going out with the injury so um it's not you know and we've played well the defense has played really well without him in there so i don't know i don't know if it's a huge loss it definitely hurts a little bit especially for death wise but i'm not I'm not big on him, you know, not playing. Yeah, no, and I think from some of our defensive uh, injuries, we've seen people like Kendrick step it up, which is nice to see, you know, like people that need to prove themselves in order to take over some of those roles. And I actually was really impressed with him and also glad that he, like, I mean, in in a weird way, like, we were playing San Francisco and not, you know, somebody, I mean, a no. team that doesn't want a game this year. So it's like you could kind of cut your teeth on playing more downs and all that kind of stuff. Right, but since Kendrick got, you know, his shots, and he, honestly, I think he's been the best linebacker out of all the whole group. I mean, he's he's kind of been consistent, too. Um, he's had good games. You, you see him. He's all over the field. He's making tackles, and, you know, he plays hard. So, like, really, I, I don't know why they, you know, I said this from the season, why he's not getting that much time. I still, you know, I'm always thinking, like, I, I always liked Kendrick. I thought he was a great linebacker. Now he's getting a shot, and he's doing really well. Yeah, he is doing really well, and... Speaking of doing really well, your boy McLeod had a uh, interception last week, so that was exciting. Yeah, yeah, that was a good uh, just defensive play all around. On um, I think it was jo- uh, Joe Walker, the other linebacker who took um, actually really took Hicks' spot. Um, he had he he was playing really well too. Again, yeah. it was only it was only San Francisco, but yeah. He tipped it up, and McLeod intercepted it. Yeah, and then also, I mean, I, Jenkins. I think Jenkins is awesome. I just like watching him play. Like he, I like how he sets up plays. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I mean, they're they're all playing good. I mean, our, our weakness was supposed to be our secondary, and right now, I mean, it's playing really well. Like, you know, you think sometimes it's like, you know, we're playing good matchups to a certain team, but they've been consistent up to this point. It's been half a year, so you can kind of say that they're actually playing pretty well in the secondary. I mean, I would say, I mean, we, we've we been deemed having the best defense in the league, I mean, in football, you right. know, and that's that's awesome. I mean, that's that's really like something that we, because we watch the game so closely, you know, you really are seeing those things and you're seeing the defense bail the offense out sometimes in, in certain situations, which is good. And now we obviously have to talk about um, offense with Jay Ajahi. Is that you say? Jay Ajahi. Yeah, I literally like was so I like texted you this morning as soon as yeah. I got it because I think that's pretty big. It's it's, a, it's an interesting move too because now we have four running backs. It, it makes sense. It's it's like and it's funny to say because it's I don't know I still don't know why and even a beat writer wrote it like one of their head beat writers for Miami even wrote about it. It doesn't make sense really why they did it even if he's like a problem in the locker room the guy's an all-star i mean he's had not had a great year so far but i mean in retrospect somehow the the dolphins are four and three yeah but they they don't they do not look like it. they just got blown out 40 and nothing last game i know i mean i don't think it's his fault and they gave up only a fourth rounder i mean really that was a, the fourth rounder was a pick that we um, that we traded for Bradford. So that was that finishes the Bradford trade. Yeah, how do you see him playing? Uh, it's, it's a Jahi, right? Yeah, Jay Jahi. A Jahi. How do you see them playing a Jahi? Uh, Peterson putting him in there with Blunt, Smallwood, and Clement. Clement. Well, I mean, at first, I don't know. I, it's it's intriguing to see because he's definitely an every down back. Um, I was just talking to somebody about this too because I feel like he's going to get 50 to 20 carries, no matter how the game goes. Blunt will get somewhere around, I think, average five, um, and then maybe like Corey Clement comes in for like a couple of plays, and then I think Smallwood's the one that's um, out completely. I, he's kind of decreased his, you know, carries and everything. Kenyon Barner, I, I, yeah, I don't know. He might still just be here for kick returns if he's still on the team at all. So yeah. I mean. You know, they're going to use Blunt, and they're going to use Blunt for, you know, the two to three yards, um, third down back, you know. I mean, Blunt's um, been playing he, well, you know. I mean, he... He, he is. No, he is. And he's not going to, you know, I don't know. It's it's tough to say, but, I mean, Ajayi's in every down back, so I, I don't know really what they're going to do with Blunt there. He might get diminished a lot. Who knows? But uh, it matters how the game flow goes, kind of, and especially with how Phillies always run like they're running backs, it's tough to say, like, who's going to get the majority of carries. So I, I don't know. If like if I had to really kind of guess on it, i say it starts out with Blunt's going to probably be the primary back until he learns the playbook a little bit better, but then it's going to be a Jai, and it's going to probably be like 80-20 pretty much, a Jai, then Blunt, and then uh, Corey Clement. Yeah, so do you think his fantasy value goes down going to Philadelphia? Ajayi, without... no, because Jajai hasn't been doing that well anyway. So yeah. actually, I think if, if anything, it stays the same or improves it. It matters how he's going to play with our team. Man, I have Blunt on my bench. I mean, I haven't started him yet, but um, I'm, I'm... His, his value is going to diminish, yeah. definitely. Yeah, but I mean, he's still, I think he's still an asset to the team. And I it think is. He... it is. He's a touchdown, you know, dependable running back for fantasy, which. Um, you know, he always kind of was anyway. Yeah, I mean, who? Blunt? Yeah, Blunt. I mean, he was getting yards, too, yeah. So now he's just going to be like a touchdown dependable back, which, you know, 
it matters how much we get in the red zone is pretty much going to dictate that. Yeah, and that's what he was in New England, too, anyway. So, like, he yeah. wasn't every down back there. So he's probably going to be a similar role to what he was in New England. Yeah, he, yeah, because he's like a power back. The reason I right. haven't started him, too, is because, you know, I'm in a, a PPR league. So um, yeah, when Hyde and other people are playing well, which – that was that wasn't a great uh, hide week when he, they played played Philadelphia, which I didn't want it to be, you know, even for fantasy purposes. Uh, but you know, I, you tend in those leagues to ha- want to have running backs that catch more receptions anyway. I mean, it sucks for Hyde too. Like you, using him as an example, there's nobody else on that team. Their quarterback. I mean, they just traded for Garoppolo, and I don't even know if he's going to play right away. But even if he doesn't have a playbook, they need to play somebody because that quarterback's terrible. Their whole, you know, it's all messed up. They don't have receivers. Pierre Garçon's overrated. Yeah. I mean, it's it's Hyde. So they're just pretty much targeting the stop Hyde, and that's what's happening now. So he's not getting, like, the, you know, boom points that he was early. So it's kind of coming back down to earth. But I'm hoping that Garoppolo kind of, you know, boosts the value a little bit because – I mean, they can't, if they don't get the pass game going, Hyde's never going to get any points. Yeah, and that, well, that, so the last quarterback that they had, I actually thought at first his his name was actually pronounced Beat Hard. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, still, I still don't even know what his name is. I'm honestly. like, where did that guy come from? I know. Well, the Niners are a mess. You know, that's, that's, uh, we're talking about two extremes here. So, I mean, obviously. Yeah. But but obviously, seeing the Eagles still play to the to their potential in their you know in the, that game against a team that they should have they should beat and they did, you know um, some concerns I have are on offense still. I mean, I think you know I think we're gelling on offense, but but like I said, our defense is definitely bailing us out of some things, and I I think we need yeah, to figure that's some. The, go that's ahead. the beauty of it, though. Yeah. Um, to have a defense like that to balance out, I mean, they're playing consistent football. But the you know if you're think if I'm thinking what you're thinking you're kind of like uh, especially on offense it, it was kind of more the run game mm-hmm. that was like kind of making it questionable yeah and I think they like kind of answered that a little bit with Ajayi because I mean even if he plays you know half as good as he did last year that's a huge boost in our running game yeah I still don't know how, how that w- I think we pulled off a steal there with giving away a fourth round with somebody like him who's got potential to grow on the team, you know? He's only owed uh, $500,000 this year and like $600,000 next year. So we're not even paying him anything. It's just, it's, and he's what, 23 years old, 24 years old? He's so young. Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> Like the, the trade, I don't know why the Dolphins did the trade. Like, well, that's I, what I'm saying. We scratcher. we maneuvered a really good trade there. I mean, that was like, that was like business moves, you know. Right. That was, and I know. It, it becomes a good trade because I mean, even if he doesn't play well, we didn't. We gave him a fourth rounder. I mean, our fourth rounder last year, we picked uh, Danelle Pumphrey, and he's not even on the team right now. He's on injured reserve. So yeah. I mean, it's. The fourth, it's it's not a third or second round, which would be a little bit different. Right. But a fourth rounder, I mean, yeah, yeah there's players there, obviously, but um, for his uh, capability and talent and he, what he did in the NFL last year, it's just, it's very intriguing to do it. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, like, nice to recruit a young player with all that sort of talent, you know, when in the running back position to grow with the Eagles. So I no, I think the whole thing was amazing. I, I couldn't believe it when I got I'm I'm saying when I got yeah, I that it was a joke. I know I me too. And I'm like how the hell around. Like I you know, I'm not I don't understand. <laughs> well, I had to like really double check it just to see if it was actually true. 
Yeah, I, I mean, there must be more to the story, don't don't you think though? Like with yeah. Now I know he's a little bit of a head case. Like I, you can see the way he acts on the sideline. He's kind of a little flint. Like he 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 shows his emotions a lot. But I don't I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, really. I mean, certain players, you know, do it a different way. I mean, he's not. He's not as flamboyant as like an Odell Beckham, but you know he's he's not reserved either. So we'll see. I mean, he shows his frustrations when he's frustrated. So I don't know. He kind of reminds me a little bit of Deshaun, but not maybe that high of a tendency. I don't think that. I think the one good thing about a player like that, though, going to a team like Philadelphia or New England or where the the culture is obviously very sound, the team atmosphere is on high, the coaching is good. I don't. I think that that could be maybe the best place for a player like that to go because it's either like uh, whip them into shape, you know, like like yeah. you know. And I'm not comparing the Eagles to like a New England, but like for example, when they'd always get head cases in New England, like you already knew because they had a reputation. Bill Belichick has a reputation for not putting up with bullshit, so he took a lot of players that with attitudes and stuff like that and whipped them into shape. And so maybe, you know, the maybe that'll happen with Ajayi being with the Eagles. Maybe it won't be an issue. And that's what Peterson addressed right away. He he's like pretty much telling about showing him how they we do things here, and you know pretty much it kind of sounds like if he doesn't like it, you know, you know tough shit kind of thing. Yeah. But um, you know he's he's showing the chemistry, you know, and like what the locker room has, and you know kind of showing him. I mean, if you gotta think about it, it, it kind of reminds me of and I always go back to is Andy Reid and the Chiefs. I mean, he does the same thing. Tyreek Hill is definitely a head case. He's had prior issues, and yeah. he's a top receiver, and they're winning. You know, they have players like that. Um, Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, you can t- look at his celebrations. He's all over the place, always. He's definitely a flamboyant. He's out there. Yeah, Kelsey and, needs know, to tone it down a little bit because he was getting he was getting quite a few um, penalties in some of the first couple games for just acting out and stuff, you know? Right, and I think he's turned it out a little bit. You know, he shows his emotion a lot, and he's like, and then again, he's a player like that. He shows his emotion a lot. Now you can you can go overboard with him be like Odell Beckham running around the stadium, like waving people, peeing on <sighs> like a, a football, or you can actually that. play football and show the emotion toward football, not for show, you know? There's a difference. Odell Beckham and his frosted tips. Yeah, yeah well. he's, a, he's a little, I mean, I'll tell you, you ever be, you know, a seat, obviously a season ticket holder. I'm right there on the sideline. I'm on the visitor sideline. He's a joke. He's doing all this for show. He could care less about football, in my opinion. He's just, he's trying to make everybody, look at me, I can dance, look at me, look at me, you know. I'm so glad he's hurt right now, so I don't have to hear about him anymore. <laughs> well, and at the same, yeah, and it's like, it's like players like that are end up being garbage because they waste their talent. Nobody and in the NFL where it's it's at the end of the day it's a business. You know, people don't yeah, have exactly. time for that bullshit. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. You don't. I, that's why I like like one of my favorite wide receivers, AJ Green. You know why? Because he got he he goes out there and he balls and he he shakes the guy's hands and he's respectable. Like that's a that, that's the type of player that I like. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're hard to come by, but especially AJ Green. But I'm saying, you know. That's better chemistry than a guy peeing on a football, you know. Yeah. Well, that's why we. No. Well, I mean, he's a fucking joke, and but and and the Giants got a lot of problems, and he's a non-factor at this point. Uh, Speaking of non-factors, Zeke. Now, now, when we play the Eagles, because uh, I mean, when when they play the Eagles in, I think it's three weeks. uh, They're not going to have Zeke, so that was good timing. Yeah, that's a huge, huge loss. I mean. 
not even just playing us. They play. Um, I know they play the Chiefs this week, which is obviously a hard one. And um, then they play the Eagles two weeks from now. And then there's another. I forget who they play after the Chiefs. But it's three hard games in a row. I mean, it's not easy wins. Yeah. So for them, you know, they need to kind of win out because if you if you look at it, not win out, but they they need to. Who you the know, Cowboys? Yeah. Okay, you're, you're just win. speaking logically. You're not speaking, like, with your heart. Because I'm like, no. We no, don't. I'm just saying, like, I'm trying to look at, like, where the enemy would be kind of thing. Right. If they're, they're going to make a run at us. So I want to say they would have to not, they would have to win two of those three games without a doubt to ever be contention. Because, really, the Eagles only have to win, like, they have to go five and three to be, like, almost the number one seed, definitely number two seed. Um in the playoffs and that's not that's very achievable for especially how they're playing right now yeah well i know so, and, and getting a jahi is it could be good timing let's you know we're playing denver this week so i mean denver's soft and it, it might be a good time to try him out and see what he's capable of you know with the Eagles. And, yeah and they're definitely going to use them they'll probably be how i was saying how blunt would be to a jay i would assume they're going to probably keep blunt in the main role 80 percent, and then throw jay in there and then, you know, Corey Clement a little bit. but And then it's going to slowly turn the other way, and Ajayi's going to be, you know, the lead back. Yeah. So I would like to see him against, especially um, a good defense in Denver. Yeah. Yeah, Denver's been getting, getting crushed, though, lately. Their, their offense is just They horrendous. fucking fell they just, apart. <laughs> yeah. Um, their issue is quarterback, and actually they're switching the quarterback up this week. It's going to be Brock Osweiler starting now. Yeah. So we'll see how Which that... Which is kind of funny, yeah. Yeah. I mean... We'll see how that game goes. I mean, every game is still is still you know important. I get nervous during every. I think as we're especially because we're so good this year. I just get like really nervous every single it is. Well, game day. And it's different. Like you know, I get nervous for college football, yeah. but it's a different nervous for the NFL because you know, it, you know, one in seventeen could beat the best, like a Patriots. You know, it, it doesn't happen always, but. You know, in the NFL, there's no easy wins. So, right. like, it's always – you always want to be nervous because, again, like, we're playing Denver and we should win doesn't mean we're going to. You know, it, it's hard to judge that. You know, if Denver's just clicking, you know, you, there's – you know, it's going to be a hard game. So, yeah, it, you, you never know in the NFL. I think we'll win against Denver. And then we go on – and then I think we, are, we have a bye, and then we come back and play Dallas. So, we don't play Dallas yeah, for three weeks, yeah. I don't think. Yeah, exactly. And I, I like that, too. I'm, I'm happy about the bye. So, that's what I'm saying about Dallas. It's tough. It's tough to. They lost. I would. They probably sh- should have thought about trying to lose Zeke early, playing yeah. some of these games because now they're going in the heart of her, like the heart of their schedule, and they're not going to have their best running back. You know. Yeah. He. He also. You know. I. I noticed in the beginning of the season, he wasn't really playing as well as. As, no, he's starting to get. He's yeah. starting to go now. He's like, start, he's yeah, he's starting to, to get it back, but he was like running into like his own like linebackers and he I just noticed some weird stuff with he was off definitely yeah. you know probably because of all this back and forth yeah, all with this his attention and shit he's probably not even focusing on football yeah but I mean either way it's good for the Eagles because who are they going to have Alfred Morris or uh or McFadden. you know can they like, just tell us who's it going to be because I have Morris on my bench for my fantasy league, and I just want to know who it's going to be, you know? I know. Even when they, like, uh, analyze who it's going to be, they're like, oh, well, it, it looks like it's going to be Afro Morris, but, you know, 
uh, Darren McFadden actually could be the starter. It's like, well, that's not even like, no. like that's not, that doesn't even help me at all. Like, oh, let me guess. Did, did Matthew Berry from um, ESPN? I can't. I, I, I know. You know what? Matthew Berry is a good person, but I, I just don't like listening to him because he always just picks like the, the sure things. Like, start this guy. Like, start. T. Um, his, you know, his feedback, I have to tell you, his feedback is so stupid. He So last week, I don't even listen to him anymore. So last week he said, "Don't uh, Will Fuller is not a good start in the game against uh, Seattle. Okay? I have Will Fuller on my team. And I started him anyway because he literally scores a touchdown in every fucking game since he's been back. And uh, he, what did he do? He scored two touchdowns, and he had a lot more receptions, too, than normal. I'm like, Matthew Berry, he had his biggest day on offense since he's been back from being hurt. You are such an idiot. And then that one yeah. week, remember, he told us not to play Carlos Hyde, and you and I both played him, and he scored two touchdowns. It's like he doesn't know what he's fucking talking about. No, he's taking a short thing. He's like, all right, well, so um, Will Fuller is going against Seattle. That's not a good start because Seattle has a great defense. And it's like, all right, well, first of all, like, you could have made that assumption anyway. You got to think, though, too, in that game, which it didn't even matter, but DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins, Hopkins is going to pull. He's going to pull Sherman, and you know how good. Um, I mean, Watson has been playing. Somebody has to get the targets too. That's what I was um, going to say. Like you know he's, I mean? he's not even their their wide receiver one, so Hopkins is going to be covered up by their best their best safety or corner, or whatever, right? And then yeah, Sherman, yeah, Sherman took Hopkins. That's and like that's how, that's usually how it goes. But any but even but you yeah he doesn't know what he's talking about. Now I one thing he's saying, but because uh, the trade today that has nothing to do with the Eagles, but this is more about my personal interests in my fantasy football team. Um, I have fucking Kelvin Benjamin, and he just yeah. got traded to the Bills, and he's like my starter. You know what? That's tough early, but I think later I think it's going to actually be a good thing, uh, just because Tyron Taylor's been playing well. Like really well, yeah. and he, he he hasn't really had that great of a targets. I mean, Jordan Matthews has been hurt, so he hasn't even had him to play. He's I mean he's been thrown to the tight end. Tyron Taylor plays really well against big wide receiver with big wide receivers. Sammy Watkins was that role, but the issue with Sammy is he always got hurt. Right. So well, and that's something... what they did. They went out and got yeah. themselves a wide receiver one. But the problem is, he's probably. It's, he's not a good start for tomorrow's Thursday night game, and he's my. Yeah, but not a good start. I do have Funchess, uh, and now he's probably going to move up the ranks with Cam oh, Newton. I would start Funchess. I already told because uh, Carly has the same two wide receivers. I already told him to put Funchess in. I feel like it's Carly and I have the same three wide receivers because doesn't she also have Fuller? No, she wanted. So what happened is when we were gonna, I told her to pick up Fuller. She waited a week, but again, since she's in first place. The way the waiver wire works, she had last week. Oh, yeah, that's some bullshit. So she didn't grab him, and now, yeah, she didn't have him. She's, you know, so. He's, he is. Him, obviously. He is helping my, t like, between Will Fuller, um, Zach Ertz in tight end, and Eagles defense, my team it has been, like, knock on wood, fucking killing it. I started off the season 0-4. And I just I'm on a four game winning streak. So as of this last week, cool. yeah, I'm four and four. And this last week, the Eagles defense scored. Oh, my yeah, God. It was like close. To, I think like 20 points and uh, in fantasy. And Zach Ertz is always, you know, he's he's scored. Now, the one thing I want to talk to Zach Ertz about from a fantasy standpoint is he needs to catch more receptions in general. But I mean, at least he, the uh, ones that he catches well, that, are touchdowns. So that's either, good. 
what makes him consistent as a tight end, it's hard. He he usually is like, a, um, you know, he'll get like eight or nine targets a game. Usually, lately, he hasn't. Um, but he's, he's been getting one to two touchdowns. So that's, yeah. I mean, look, it's fine. You know, I'll take but, it. Either way, you know, he's either going to score touchdowns or he's going to get yards. So he's going to stay consistent. That's what you need for a tight end. And it's been nice to see Alshon getting, you know, getting more involved in everything because he's always covered up. So yeah, that, that touchdown he had was nice. Yeah, where he went up and got the ball. Yeah. Because people have been saying that he's, you know, he's he maybe hasn't been doing that and he should be doing that. You know, the type of receiver. Because nah, that's the type of receiver we expect him to be. And I'm not saying that he's underperforming right. i just think it was nice to see he him is, do something he is, but i don't necessarily blame him the reason why is one and this is why i don't know if i even like the kelvin benjamin trade to start anytime soon until you see him it's hard for a wide receiver to learn a new system even no matter if he just came in it, it I, you rarely see wide receivers get traded and just blow up on right. another team I, like you know i don't it's far you know I, it's just hard to do that. So I think now that he's starting to learn the offense a little bit more and getting more chemistry with Wentz, he's going to be more and more targets. You know, he's definitely going to be consistent. Yeah. And, um, and no, I like, I love seeing it because he's that guy, you know, we, we, right. we, we need him to be that guy and he's starting to be that guy and the rest of the offense, you know, is gelling in terms of, you know, not the. It's been it's been him and Aguilar, which is crazy. That I know. It's Aguilar, I know? know. I know. I mean, look, let's eat our like we have to eat our words for you know this shit that we talked on Aguilar in the off season. I completely take it back, and honestly, he's a comeback kid, and everybody uh, likes he's a comeback coming with like a ridiculous Sorry. amount of confidence. That's why he it's changed. You know, before you can tell last year there was no confidence behind him. You know, running routes, nothing. This year, he's running with, like, a, like a purpose, and that's what makes him him, I guess. And when you, you know? talk about uh, – yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And just and when you talk about playing with utmost confidence, you have to also talk about little Jakey Elliott there because that kid, since he hit that 61-yarder, has all the confidence, in, and he's been, like, killing right. it for us. I mean, he did miss two extra points, but still, he's been making – I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that game. One, he hit, you know, he misses two extra points and drills like a 50-yarder. So it's like really weird. And he drilled it, and he had like an extra 15 yards on that. It was pretty ridiculous. Well, one of the spots was bad for the, um, they showed it for the extra point. This, this, it was a bad spot. And then also, I don't know what happened with the other one, but it and it was raining out. But, but I mean, uh, isn't it so cool? Ever since he hit that 61-yarder, though, he's awesome. I love, I like, yeah. I really and I love like he's so cute and little and like short and like he's got that confidence though he made that he did something he didn't think he could do again when we won that game against the Giants earlier game three I think it was uh, in the season and ever since then it's like confidence makes all the difference and that's what Aguilar yeah, has too you know yeah you can tell that everybody everybody on the team right now no matter if you're offense or defense they're just playing with a swagger and they're playing together I mean, the chemistry just between the team from last year to this year, I mean, their celebrations are together when they score, no yeah. matter if it's offense or defense. I mean, if you watch Rodney McLeod and Jalen Mills after Jalen Mills' touchdown, yeah. interception for a touchdown, all the safeties and corners are all dancing in the back of the end zone. You know, you usually just see high-fiving and stuff, but it seems like more of like a family thing more, and that's great chemistry. And that's, again, what Doug Peterson's talking about, like what's, what they establish here, and it helps with winning. You know, they, all they want to do now is win. Yeah, no, that was an awesome. Uh, that was an awesome run back too. He looked uh, Mills uh, t- touchdown. He looked like a, a wide receiver. He was like oh, making yeah, moves. 
that was like right in front of me and the hit on Joe uh, Thomas from Fletcher Cox that was literally right in front of me so like his cutback was like right on my like directly I like watched him cut like and move it was a great it was a great run back yeah and that's why and I I want to say going back to like the familial thing and just like the Eagles like being a part of this as fans and stuff that's what I think made it so cool for you and I when we got to a couple weeks ago, go to the Malcolm Jenkins Foundation, and you know, granted, not all the Eagles players were there, but we got to—I don't, even, I still don't even know how I got invited to that, but we got to meet Rodney and shake his hand, the cloud, and um, we got to hang out with Malcolm Jenkins for two days, and you know, it's—and it, then to watch these guys play and with the heart that they have, it's just like—and they're really cool guys, you know. It, it was—it was a cool experience, in my opinion, you know. Yeah, no, I definitely had a good time, uh, especially I was going to go, and then I didn't have time to do it. Uh, Rodney McLeod had a, like a ping pong tournament on Monday night, you know, for everybody at this new place called Spin in Philly. And it's like a big area where there's a lot of ping pong tables, like type of bar, which is pretty cool. But uh, he was there, and like the whole defensive backs were all there, you know. And it's oh, that would have been cool. Yeah, exactly, and uh, like they're all dressing up, you know, they're taking pictures together, and they're all like, from what I hear, having a great time with the fans and everything. It's just, it just shows the type of people they are, you know. They're not yeah. individuals; they're a team. Yeah, no, and you could have gone. You could have been like, "Hey, Rod, what's up? I know. It's me, your pal Tyler." You know. <laughs> I was going to. Yeah, that's the pictures you see on Instagram. I think he's like a, a limited black Ken doll or something, and his girlfriend was like. Um, uh, Malibu Stacy, I don't, I, I don't know the dolls, so you had to <laughs> maybe correct me on that. But um, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know this information, but I will, uh, I will look it up. So we'll see. What if, is, what's the, what's the dolls? The Ken doll and the other one. Who? What is the Barbie? The Barbie. Yeah, right? Malibu yeah, Stacy. Yeah, she was like a Barbie. So <laughs> I'll, I'll Malibu Stacy. Well, now I, I know like, what I'm getting, Tyler, for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Limited edition Rodney Ken doll. Yeah, That's so funny. I think it was limited edition because he's black, but <laughs> well, they do. They, I, I don't know. You seem it to said know more about Kendall, so I, it's a limited edition black Kendall. So that's why I said. I that. mean, you know more about about Barbie and Ken apparently than I do, or Malibu Stacy. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know if Malibu Stacy is a part of the Barbie and Ken thing. It sounds. Like, I think she is. Um, oh, don't act like you don't know. Now you're backtracking. <laughs> I'm, I'm Google searching everything. Oh, right well, it's okay. We won't hold it against you. And I'll, um, I'll get you that. I'll get you Malibu Stacy for Christmas or Hanukkah. Oh, uh, there we go. Maybe. Maybe that's what Santa will bring you. Well, it, it, this was a fun episode. We had a couple um, interesting people call in. I'm so stupid with these w- dumb sound bites, but I thought that you would get, I thought we would hear them. You'd be able to hear who they were. But listen, you never know who will call in for the next time. So got to keep you on yeah, your toes. Exactly. And, uh, and write down some DAC jokes, okay? Even if they're bad. Just yeah, no, I'll think of something. Yeah, definitely. think of something. I'll laugh even if I don't think it's funny just because you're my brother. So <laughs> Exactly. But I probably think they're funny. Anyway, because I think you're a very hilarious person. I think I'm pretty hilarious. Yeah, you are. <laughs> you are. Um, I uh, I always want to thank everybody who listens because we have just like this really growing Philly base, um, which is awesome. And people are leaving uh, feedback left and right um, just on the Philly stuff because we're just capturing this Philly base. So it's awesome. And people just like hearing us talk and hearing maybe some uncensored um, and outlandish, um, I guess, feedback and insight on what we think because, you know, we're just out here doing our thing trying to get that 
NFL money. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to marry into the NFL, really. <laughs> I get it. So, anyways, thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, don't forget to follow us on all the social medias, at Playing With Balls on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, to always rate the review and review the episodes, too, because it helps us uh, position ourselves very well on iTunes. That's really important. And then, like I mentioned in the beginning, um, if you have any questions, comments, things you want to say, feedback on our segments, because we're just always trying out new stuff, um, feedback on Tyler's affinity with Ken Dolls, just email us at playingwballs at gmail.com. It's not playing with balls. It's playing wballs at gmail.com. So thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. And Tyler, you can get back to um, whatever you were doing. Googling. Yes, thank you. Malibu. Googling Ken dolls. All right, I'll talk to you later. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye, love you.